the number one podcast that corporate tenants turn to in Seattle. Relocations, expansions, contractions, subleases, renewals, and redesigns are no problems when these champions are on your side. From the Orion Commercial Partners World Headquarters in Seattle, Washington, this is the Champions for Corporate Tenants podcast. Now welcoming your champions, your hosts, Gil White and Stephen Cougar. This is Seattle's only commercial real estate podcast. We introduce you, the corporate tenant, to landlords, developers, vendors, and consultants. This podcast is for you because we talk trends and strategies that you can use today for your real estate situations and decisions. In this episode, uh, we're excited to have Terry Swanlin. He is a telecommunications consultant who's going to shed light on some modern strategies tenants can employ in telecommunications, cloud strategies, things that are really relevant to uh, the backup of data, et cetera. So Terry, thank you very much for coming on to the show. Could you tell us a little bit about your background? Yes, I can. Thank you very much for having me, first of all. This is a pleasure to sit down and talk to you guys about uh, strategies and uh, ways to help people with their telecommunications infrastructure as well as their business needs. I started out in telecommunications way back in 1982 as a uh, installer and I've since then worked for many companies and uh, in all different capacities of installer, sales, engineering, uh, product development. Um, what I do is I, I help businesses sit down and review what's working, what's not working, ways they can better help their employees be more productive with the use of internet-based products, telecommunications, uh, and, and cloud applications. Wow, you've definitely uh, seen your share of evolution in the industry and uh i think that maybe we should start there terry thinking about the last 10 years what have you seen change in the telecommunications industry that's uh that's really affecting people well 10 years ago i think we started out a little bit with a voice over ip or voip but people still had premise based communications equipment by that i mean they'd buy a, a big telephone switch put it on the wall spend ten tens of thousands of dollars sometimes even more Everybody would have a phone at their desk. Everybody would work in the office. Uh, very few folks worked remotely. The internet was just kind of coming of age. Now, uh, obviously, voice over IP is really big, uh, but the, the newest thing is really cloud. Everything's hosted. Uh, you pay for what you use. Uh, you, 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 know, you don't uh, so much have to buy as, uh, the big, expensive, large premise equipment. Uh, it's based on need and, and performance. As a tenant representation broker, we all the time are meeting with tenants that still have antiquated systems. And the whole concept of migrating to a, a newer technology is, is a little bit scary. And rather than go into the nuances of everything they need to consider, why don't you talk about it from a telecom perspective, what minimum they need to be considering if they want to make that jump that's a very good question. Um, from, from the standpoint of what they need to do, I think they need to evaluate what their business needs are uh, as far as, okay, we're, we, we want to become more efficient, and that's what the cloud allows you to do. So first thing we have to set is what kind of bandwidth is that going to take? And um, I often say to uh, my clients, how important is your data? Um, so you have, to, you have to analyze, okay, we 
right now we might have a small uh, DSL or even a cable connection, and it goes up and it goes down. That that's really not very efficient for the for the cloud applications because then all of a sudden you buy them this new cloud product and it's it's not working for you because your 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 bandwidth is down. So you really have to evaluate. Okay, what backup plan do I have in case the main one goes down? And you have to work very closely with your either your your IT department or your IT vendor, along with your your communications vendor, to make sure that it is sized right and that you have the right amount of bandwidth to keep all the applications, all the hosted phone systems, all the cloud-based products up and working. So it's not a nightmare from a standpoint of, you know, saying, oh, we have the new product, but we can't use it because our bandwidth isn't big enough. So it's really become more and more a situation of having a disaster recovery plan in a, in place because of the, uh, the management of data requires it. So if a company is in an old vintage building and there's one fiber line and they're relying on this fiber line to do all their backups and that fiber line goes, it gets cut by some construction worker, what type of backup plan should they have in place to deal with that? Obviously, if you only have uh, one provider bringing fiber in, you have one strand of fiber coming into the building, you then have to have a backup on a, a copper product. And uh, a lot of the um, the suppliers have a product called um, Ethernet over copper, which is a, uh, a service level agreement-based product, which will give you quality backup, you know, so you have a fiber and a copper backup. Now, that's that can be um, more expensive than just like a straight coax line from, let's say, Comcast or the cable local cable provider. Um, a lot of folks will just elect to... Uh, spend the uh, financial resources on the fiber, and if it goes down, your disaster recovery can be something as simple as a Comcast coax line. Because uh, keep in mind, this is only for disaster recovery. And again, it all depends on, you know, if if the service doesn't have to quite be up to par that your primary has it, until it gets fixed, you're okay. But if but if you can't miss a beat, then you're going to have to go with the more expensive Ethernet over copper product to to make sure that your your company's productivity remains the same. Hey, Terry, let's roll up our sleeves here and really kind of get down to business. Let's talk cost. Um, Stephen had asked you about, you know, the biggest change that you'd seen in the telecom industry over the last 10 years. How about cost? Have costs gone up or have they gone down over the last 10 years? You know, it's interesting. If you look at the different delivery methods of, let's talk bandwidth or infrastructure pricing or, or costing. Um, years ago, just a single T1 cost $1,000, you know, $1, even more. Um now you'll see the, that pricing has went way down because bandwidth has went up. You know the the price of a of a one point five T one now three two hundred three hundred maybe four hundred dollars where years ago it was much more. But now you can get a like an Ethernet over copper or even sometimes a fiber circuit. Uh, you know ten meg to up to uh, twenty meg, um, and we're we, you know we're talking four or five hundred dollars. That's that's a huge reduction in cost. Now with that. You know, with the uh, with the internet and so many businesses working, their employees working through the internet and applications that are now on the cloud that are that are hosted based products. And by that I mean they're not on your premise. Um, you 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 got to pay for the the applications license, the software license, stuff like that. So that pricing is different, but it helps with the productivity of your office. You know, many times we uh, tour. You know, many buildings, uh, as, as you know, there might be a particular requirement, 5,000 square feet. 
And we'll go into the building and we'll see the fitness room and we'll see where parking is and we'll see uh, the physical space itself and look at the wonderful view and how it's, you know, uh, close proximity to the elevator lobby and it's all great and everyone's excited about it. Depending on the business, you're missing a big part of it. There's, some, there's, there's other questions you ought to be asking that, uh, that building landlord. What are they? Well, number one is what carriers are in the building and what services do they have in the building? What does their infrastructure look like? Are we talking copper only? Uh, but more, more specifically, is, is this a fiber-fed building? And if it is a fiber-fed building, how many carriers and do they have diverse routing? By mean diverse routing, do they come in different access points in the building? It's crucial uh, for a disaster recovery plan that you have two different fiber carriers or two different copper carriers where, where I can get circuits for my disaster recovery plan based on on two different locations. Because if there is a cable cut, I don't want all my, all my services dead at once. I want to be able to go to a backup or a disaster recovery uh, solution. Now, on the, on the back side, also, it's always good to ask the question, is Comcast here? You know, a lot of folks will buy a small to medium business type of coax services. It's less expensive, high um, high bandwidth, um, and, and it's especially from a, a backup uh, type of service, it works great. Terry, when companies are relocating from one building to another, a lot of times they like to bring their phone system with them, which generally isn't that big of a deal. But it's also a time when companies are asking themselves, should I upgrade? And it would be great if you could just talk briefly about uh, that, that decision and how systems are priced and leased or what have you and, and what sort of uh, things tenants should be thinking about as, as that big decision uh, looms. That's another great question. Um, the best time to look at your communications infrastructure is when you are moving um, and you're going to a new location. You're saying, okay, is this working? Um, if, if I have a premise-based phone system, uh, generally it's paid for and it's just hanging on the wall. I can move the whole thing over there, but I really haven't um, stayed up with technology. Um, a great time to look at uh, maybe a hosted or a cloud application, uh, d depending on my workforce. Um, and that really the difference is uh, with a hosted product, you don't have to bring the big phone system. You have a phone or even um, at a computer, you bring those over and you're, and you're good to go. A lot of your apps and a lot of your your phone services are hosted, and you 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 get what you uh, pay for. But by that I mean um, you can choose what plan you want with your your cloud application and your cloud providers, versus a telephone system where you got to pay for everything up front, have it brought in, have it installed, and you don't have the flexibility you would have with a cloud or hosted type of uh, application. So it's more of just a an actual. Uh, payment plan as opposed to plunking down ten or $20,000 for a new phone system. Is that right? That's correct. Your CapEx expenditures, that's the biggest, uh, I think, one of the biggest uh, attractions to go into a cloud-based or a hosted environment is you don't have a huge CapEx expenditure. You, you, you pay so much each month, uh, you downsize or upsize based on your need. So it's a, a scalable solution? Yeah, scalable, yes. Outstanding. So, Terry, tell us a little bit about IBCS. Tell us about your typical sort of client customer and uh, share with us how they can get hold of you. Okay, thank you. Um, a little bit about IBCS. Uh, I consider myself a strategic telecom advisor or communications advisor. And what I do is I come in and I sit down with my clients, 
and my partners um, and realize what's working, what's not. What are their goals? What do they want their communications, their company to look like? How can we help productivity as well as get them sized right for whatever their corporate goals are? Um, it's interesting you ask the size of different companies. I work with enterprise all the way down to small business. It really depends on uh, what what the tenant's needs are or the client's needs are. But we evaluate that right at the beginning. Um, there's, as, you, as we've talked, there's so many different varieties of what we can do. Hosted, um, uh, premise-based equipment, you know, anything from cable internet all the way up to fiber to, to multi-location. So it, it just depends on what we're trying to accomplish. The beauty of what I do is I work with all the carriers, all the, all the cloud uh, providers. Um, we can bring in a custom solution based on on your needs and um, give you diversity and give you some redundancy. And I think that's what's attractive about what we do. Um, as far as getting a hold of me, um, again, my name is Terry Swanland with IBCS. My phone number is 253-266-8070. Email Terry, uh, T-E-R-R-Y, at IBCSCO.com. And um, my website is www.ibcsco.com. Terry, thank you very much for coming out. We really appreciate your time. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Champion for Corporate Tenants podcast. The corporate real estate industry in Seattle is their domain. So you can be sure that they will be serving up valuable insights and topics in each and every episode of Champions for Corporate Tenants. You can also listen to previous episodes of this podcast at www.orioncp.com. Thanks for listening, Seattle.